in your ear bones. Matt Hankins, how's it going? It's going great. I've got a wonderful animal print top on. Some it's, it's looking good. It's looking good. I like real strong. I'm, like, I'm coming in. I'm going to have a summer. I'm just going to have myself a summer. Hot, hot girl summer? Mm-hmm. What you said. I washed my beard yesterday. This is, oh, I'm just going to, I'm really going to start treating myself. You should. Are you feeling yourself these days? Oh, I'm usually always feeling myself. Sometimes mm-hmm. literally. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, the big news of the week, Arch Manning picked Texas. The big news of the week is Art Manning. Art, <laughs> Art Manning. Arch Manning's uncle's alma mater won the College World Series. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's right that's big news too i guess huh man uh hotty toddy here's the thing i learned hey gavin Did mississippi state um, win last year i don't know uh vanderbilt <laughs> i think vanderbilt mississippi state south carolina and Ole miss just sort of slip it back lsu pops up in yeah. it just means more baseball it just means more um but i was very tickled i watched some of the game sunday and I did happen to see there was a play where um, I think Oklahoma hit a ball, uh, close play in the infield, and the Oklahoma runner hits the Ole Miss first baseman. He like knocks the ball out of his hand. They review it, yep. call runner interference. He's out. It's a pivotal moment in the game. Lots of things could have happened. And I'm listening to someone talk about it on the way in this morning. Like, oh, it's off season for everyone because they were in a heated discussion. Heated debate about wow. a college baseball rule change that needs to happen immediately or it's going to destroy the integrity of the game. Everything about the game is going to hinge on the fact that that rule is in place and they took a run off the board yesterday. Um, Are they Were they baseball fans? Do you know them to be baseball fans? No, they're college. It's, it's the college football. Danny Cannell, I believe, is one of them. So that already tells you gross. <laughs> gross. Um, but I think one of them was an Oklahoma alum so he had some skin mm. in the game but again was it tony, tony mack it was not tony mack tony mack would yeah. tony mack would have never stooped so low as to get into that level of, of uh, false outrage about a baseball call uh but they're trying to fill time too we're all it somehow gets worse before it gets better we're 60 some odd days out and man the old well is dry <laughs> Um, well, the the football news that I mentioned, Arch Manning going to Texas, uh, I think we mentioned uh, uh, previous episodes that, you know, leave leave our leave our quarterback uh, room alone. It's fine the way it is. So uh, not not too sad. And I don't think it's sour grapes uh, for Alabama. Oh, absolutely. No, I am. I'm sure that there are some people who would love a thing like that. I am not one of those people. I don't uh, I think I've got too many hotshot quarterbacks in there now. Um yeah, <laughs> I have been on record many times saying, give me the A.J. McCarrens of the world over everybody else. Um, I understand that's not how the game is played anymore. Very excited that we have had some hotshot quarterbacks. Uh, but I will say, hotshot quarterbacks in the national championship game 
are defeated. Yes. <laughs> They're just defeated. Our the best professional prospect quarterbacks we've had play, other than two of playing a half as a freshman against Georgia in the wacky game, but when it's their whole thing to do, they have not produced uh, a national championship. And I'm not saying something stupid like, oh, my God, I want a worse quarterback. I'm just saying it feels to me like Alabama is better when things are a little more balanced. And there you go. I mean, Mac Jones might be a good quarterback one day, but that's he certainly did not come in with as much hype as Bryce Young or Tua did or, you know, any number of these new guys. So that's just, I just go by the numbers, and the numbers tell me average is better at quarterback. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, it, and it it always seems like even from like Gino Toretta going back, that quarterback they they always it's it's kind of like a Heisman curse, right? You know, it really is. Uh, aside from, and I'm just going off memory real quick. I mean, Trevor Lawrence obviously had a big day against us. Yeah, uh, Cam Newton obviously had a big day, but even as we talked about last last show, the national championship game itself was was different. He did not dominate that game like like they had. Trevor Lawrence certainly did. They he was untouchable against us, but then got to uh, play Joe Burrow, and they got that they got that ass beat a little bit. Now Joe Burrow obviously <laughs> it fits that mold as well, but yeah, it is not. It is it feels more uncommon to me to see the big time high powered quarterback be also the national championship winner. It, it's just so, it's so bizarre how, like... How bizarre? <laughs> I talked to somebody recently who thought thought it was that's bizarre. That's a fun show that's coming to uh, True TV this month. <laughs> that's bizarre. That's bizarre. Right after the Practical Jokers or something. <laughs> um, it's, it's really weird... Uh, how there's there's no consistency, you know. Obviously, you'd want a five star over a, a one star. Of course, of course. But there's no guarantees, and you know, uh, Connor O'Gara at, at your favorite Saturday Down South. That. Um, he, he said that you know there's context that's needed when it comes to setting expectations for for a five star quarterback. Success isn't always imminent. Staying at the same school is less common than you'd think, and becoming a high end NFL starter is even more rare than you'd assume. Um. I mean, when are the, I mean, the big, big ones, I guess it's... Well, look at who won the national championship this year. Yeah. Some dude named Stetson. The fourth. Like, and he's a guy that they, obviously... He was a walk-on. From from Fields, but like, uh, they they brought the Daniels kid in, the hot shot. He couldn't get the job. Um, Previous to that, Jake Fromm is the one that took Georgia to the national championship game, so... I just think the evidence is there. Um, Jameis Winston did win his his first go-round, but the second go-round when he theoretically should have been better, he absolutely shit the crab legs. <laughs> well, um, you know, it, it, uh, I I am kind of glad. It, it, it is going to be interesting to see if he's, if he's still at Texas um, by the time they join the SEC and, you know, what teams get to play them. But... You know, he'll be fun to watch, but like I said, I'm just kind of glad he's not at Alabama. Man, I am too. And I really, I do kind of feel bad for Arch Manning um, because, well, absolutely, Peyton was a giant prospect, no doubt. Eli, giant prospect, no doubt. But to do this in this day and age, I mean, like, I think he's the most known 
college prospect we've seen in this age, like nationally. Like obviously, yeah. there have been people who follow recruiting every year who say, "Oh, I can't wait to see player X, player Y." Yeah, but a Manning, like the royal family of football. Yeah, like one. Of I mean, else. this. You know, we were excited when we got Julio Jones. We were excited when we got, we were excited. We got Star Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> Phil, the other Phil Sims. Excited for that. Yeah, yeah, the other Phil Sims. Um, I was excited last year when we got Kamar Wheaton, and he's already transferred to Texas. So. Never even bothered learning his name. Um, <laughs> just that is a tremendous amount of pressure for Arch Manning. Like, it, yeah, it is. It is championship. Heisman or bust, like those. That's it. Who has more? Who has more uh, pressure on him this year? Is it Sark or is it Arch? Well, Arch at least will have the excuse of being a freshman in a quarterback room that has other quarterbacks in it. Yeah, um, I think Sark is really. I, first of all, full disclosure: I have a tremendous soft spot for Sark because, like. I think he would, of all the offensive coordinators we've had at Alabama, Sark really, I felt like, had the biggest impact. Sure. He might have not had, I don't know, title-wise, he might have not done the most, but, like, Sark was sort of, was the stark difference between, like, coordinator of the month, and Sark came in, and, like, if Bo Scarborough doesn't break his leg, Sark Mm -hmm. might win a national championship with clearly a team that was not as talented as the team they were playing. Like, he almost gets Jalen Hurst to win a championship. So like I have a soft spot for the dude. Um, and I think he, I think he seems to be really doing a good job. He's certainly doing a good job of recruiting and it was tough on him last year. And he had to sort of win that program. He went, he did win the locker room back over. And I don't know if he did it or not, but it looked like he was trying to. And he wore some very cool pants for the red river robbery that really, really struck a chord with me. And then I saw but his he, wife, and I was very confused. And then the pants made a lot more sense. But he never banged any sharks like McElwain did. Well, you know. <laughs> what are you going to do? He got so mad. So did, mad. At sh- is it true that that was actually Jimmy John? No, no, it wasn't. That Wait, wasn't what? The guy from Jimmy John's. Like, Jimmy from Jimmy oh, John's. Oh, that guy. No, I, I have no idea. I... I my my depth of knowledge in that is uh, is is bad news. What happened with that monkey? Now that we're on crazy college football animal stories, How, what was that story that we all went crazy about for a little while? What 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 are you talking about? Was that Sark too? Was it one of Sark's assistants college who came to them from Alabama? Shani, can you look up monkey attack? Uh, Texas assistant Texas assistant monkey Jeff attack Banks. Halloween. Girlfriend sued after monkey allegedly bites child. There it is. A couple of sued Texas assistant football coach Jeff Banks and his girlfriend, Danielle Thomas, saying Texas Thomas's monkey bit their child <laughs> in the backyard of Banks' house on Halloween night. And I believe oh. the girlfriend to be an exotic dancer. Um, and I don't know if she came with the Oh, it's Pole Assassin. Yeah, yes, I remember this. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, it's been a wacky time for Sark in his time at Texas. So, uh, to answer your original question, um, I think the pressure is on Sark this year because Texas desperately needs to be back. Especially with, even though they don't play that team anymore, those wackadoodles in the college station are poised to really get it going, and Texas can't fall behind. Um, if I could just uh, end this segment with one last line from this monkey article. 
The lawsuit alleges that Pole Assassin, in an effort to, quote, discredit the, the child and his family and protect the monkey. You gotta, That's my there's favorite two th- Peter Gabriel song. Protect the monkey! <laughs> um, there's two things that you gotta protect. Your neck and the monkey. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Ohio State has tra- successfully trademarked the word the. The. I don't think they have the trademark on the. Oh, that's right. Actually, you know what? Now now, now that's the name. The, the Ohio, Ohio State, State University. State. <laughs> the, the application was filed in August of 2019 and took three years to get approved. But hey, now they can, uh, you know, write the. Here's what I want to know. Was there anything stopping them before from putting the Ohio State University on a t-shirt and getting a check from it? The clothing company Mark Jacobs had filed an application for the several months earlier. <laughs> so Fair <there's>... play. <laughs> okay. Well, that yeah, just went so... from silly in my book to just sound business. Ohio State and Mark Jacobs settled their dispute while the terms of the settlement agreement were not declo- disclosed. Uh, records indicate that Ohio State and Mark Jacobs agreed they could both own a registration for the word the. I want to know what Mark Jacobs was doing with his the. <laughs> like besides selling uh, irregular clothes at Burlington with it <laughs> that's what I want to know Mark Jacobs I'm thinking of Mark, I, I don't know why I even searched that I'm thinking of Echo not Mark Jacobs <laughs> um, I, they probably decided that like uh, no Ohio State fan would ever wear Mark Jacobs 100% so true so they're not keeping they're not competing they might wear a Mark Furman way. shirt but never Mark Jacobs <laughs> Topical. Topical. <laughs> um, you know, sad news that Tony Saragusa died. What I didn't like was when I saw that headline, I was like, didn't Goose already die? The, the Ravens had it tough because they had a, a, a younger player whose name escapes me at the moment, but they lost two players, a, a former and I think a current, like a couple days apart. Hmm. It's tough to be a Raven, and Lamar Jackson's not going to negotiate a contract this year. So, <laughs> um, I can't believe he was only fifty-five. That I guess shocked that me sense. too. Like it feels like Goose had been in my life my entire life. So I yeah. felt like he was older than that. It's it's crazy because he he was definitely like an analyst or you know well, the sideline reporter, whatever. Call him an <laughs> but I like would he call was him a that was like twenty. That was like twenty years ago, though. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, shit. He was on that. Ravens team, he, like he looked fifty five back yes. then. Yes, <laughs> I don't think this is disrespectful. But. What was that? Ninety nine? That Ravens team won the Super Bowl. Two thousand, maybe. Uh, two thousand were the Rams. So yeah, right? I think that would have been ninety nine when the Ravens Jeez. won the Super Bowl with that stellar defense that Goose was a part of. God. Um. Also, uh, very much liked and very su- and very successful, relatively. Uh, UAB football coach Bill Clark is retiring because he has chronic back problems. Yes, from carrying around that terrible university's football. <laughs> How long have they been back? Uh, two years, They're I back think. Two years. Uh, you know, I, UAB is so odd in how they are situated. 
within this state. Um, they, they, they seemingly should have a lot of resources, but they are sandwiched right in the middle of two giant powerhouses in all of college football. Yeah. And what it, tough I, I just, you know, I, I think, I think we talked about, we talked about this, you know, back when the, the program was canceled and then brought back, but like, I would venture to say USFL is probably giving them a run for their money and attendance. Well, no, um, there's. Well, I hope not. There's nobody at those <laughs> games, but I know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to be a Blazer because every you know Alabama, you do have to pick a side, and neither one of those sides is UAB. Like you have to be the ultimate. Either you are an alumnus who who roots for your school and one of the big schools, or you're just a jackass con- contrarian who is the worst kind of person. You're just the yeah. worst kind of person. Also, does anybody from Birmingham live in Birmingham? That can't no. be a thing, right? Uh, Birmingham, I think, is now the third largest city in the state. Because... Homewood number two or some shit? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's because all of them are moving to those four southern suburbs. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> so it's... It's 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 really bizarre to see how uh, turn up for Columbiana. <laughs> I don't know what number two would be, but anyway, um, you know, of course, there's uh, there's some nil news. I don't know if it's news or not. I don't know if it's news or just a new fun kind of rumor that we're going to get every few months uh, about. Like this is the new message board, Shawnee. These yeah college football pansies we have today. Uh, the the big news is the Miami quarterback is alleged to have received nine million dollars in NIL money. Do we know? Like, is there is there any speculation on it? Is it like one company that's done it, or is it one of those collectives where it's like I think it's just a, gonna... a, a collective. Uh, yeah, that but, makes sense. <laughs> the, the fun part of the story is he turned down eleven million from Florida to go to Miami. Um, and what this really speaks to is two things. This is crazy. Um, I don't believe it. But these are the kind of rumors we're going to get. Back in our day, we had secret witnesses. We had boosters falling downstairs. We had SMU going crazy, the governor sanctioning a slush fund. We had gold Corvettes. We had all that fun stuff. Now we get... Oh, that guy got $9 million legally to go to one school and didn't take his way. That is boring message board, stupid fodder. Um, And the other thing it does is just tells us that it won't be long before Miami's on probation. Because if there's one thing I know, the one thing the NCAA, no matter how toothless that tiger is, the one thing nobody can stand is Miami having a good time. They will stomp that shit out immediately. Uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get like the death penalty on on something completely non sexy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like so. I I'm I'm, re- I'm at this uh, ar- article on the on the topic from the Athletic, and you know, to your point, to the two comments that are at the bottom: college football is doomed. <laughs> I was a huge proponent proponent of allowing players to receive money from their likeness. I did not anticipate what it has become. What does it fucking matter whether also, he gets fifty dollars or nine million, it, bud? 
I can't believe this unregulated market of giving, of paying players has gotten out of control. Rich people who aren't rich enough. Think about it like this. Here's, okay, here's, let me, let me take y'all through this. Um, the richest toy that a person in the United States or anywhere, well, anywhere can purchase. The biggest toy anyone can buy is a sports franchise. Like, that's just the long and short of it. But there's only 30 NFL teams, uh, same amount of basketball, same amount of baseball. And then you extrapolate that. I'm going to say a dirty word here to like soccer. soccer, But a lot of American conglomerates, like the biggest purchases made of English soccer clubs have been American interest and Middle Eastern interest. Like, that's who's in that game. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't... uh... Is it Jeter or A-Rod owns a team with Jeter LeBron or something? Jeter owned a part of the Marlins. Okay. But I think he is since selling out. A-Rod owns a part of the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> so weird. But like so that's weird. the that is the you every, anybody can buy a yacht bigger than yours. Like yep. they can always get a yacht that's two feet bigger. Um, but man, if you want the Jacksonville Jaguars, no one else can buy it. It's like, it's like an NFT. It is like like an an NFT, (laughs) a national football team. Um, but like (laughs) there's only, there is a a limited number of those, or you don't quite have the money to splash in that pool. The next thing you can do, like the next thing down is I'm the one that brought high profile star to college campus. And I'm not, look, I am not passing a value on this in any way. Because Lord knows, if I had the money to do it, I would sure be tempted to go buy me an edge wrestler for the Crimson Tide. So I'm not. But like, (laughs) how could you not anticipate this is exactly where it would go? Not only that, but these are also people, and I'm not passing a value judgment on what I'm about to say either, but a lot of these people made that money not from working necessarily for it. They made an investment or two and something exploded. Like the the number of offensive linemen bought with GameStop GameStop stock is going to be real fun because they made a lot of money and didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, for sure. Look um, at how much money Amazon gave to the NFL to broadcast Thursday night football games, and how much of that money trickled down to Kirk Herbstreit. <laughs> it's always good to see Kirk getting paid. It's never are, good to see Kirk getting paid. He looks like a face that's on the money. <laughs> I just I don't know man I I don't mind him anymore I used to hate his guts now now I don't I, look I don't I don't hate Kirk Herbstreet but I also don't find him to be particularly interesting either like he is he is exactly oh yeah the establishment yeah. like he is that job yeah, um, he's an empty suit he is hey saving what about this he's, <laughs> he's never going to say a thing crazy enough. To be crazy. The craziest thing he's going to say all year is UCLA is going to be good. Like, that's the craziest thing. And if he ever tiptoes up to a line, uh, I can't remember. He, I think he said something about NIL or transfer portal. He he kind of popped off a little bit about that. And then he will immediately walk it back. Immediately walk it back. Oh, for sure. 100%. Um, but that's what that guy is. But it is odd that these, you know, the streaming services are coming to get in the game. And they're spending mega bucks to get in the game. And 
they can't control the league, so they have to control the broadcast. So you had to pay your broadcasters a ton of money just to sort of to to uh, legitimize yourself. Now, what does Kirk Herbstreet? The thing about Herbstreet is this: he's calling NFL games, which football games are football games, but he doesn't have the cachet for the NFL in my book to feel like like oh man, Herbstreet's on this broadcast. He must know what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean it is. I mean, not only is he uniquely college football, like you said, I don't. It, it would be like if you know Reese Davis was calling on, and I love Reese Davis. Right. It just wouldn't. It, oh, if Reese Davis went to the NFL tomorrow, he'd be on the 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 third game. Like he's not getting the game of the week. He's not getting. Yeah, the, exactly. Reese Davis ain't never calling a Cowboys game. <laughs> no, which I guess I, I guess by extrapolation, the Thursday night game is essentially that too. So I mean, I, I guess that makes some sense, but um, it's just uh, weird. Uh, in in the reverse, can you can you see like Al Michaels, Frank Gifford, Pat Summerall? Can you see them calling college games? No, because who could afford it? <laughs> like I mean, that's the that's the thing is who could afford. Could, would somebody want them to? Absolutely. Oh, but, I just mean, well, two of them are dead, but I I, well, <laughs> I, I I, mean, like, would would that be like an uncanny valley? Oh, I don't like uh, it. I don't yeah. like if The, okay, the okay, thought of okay. Al Michaels doing the Ohio State in Michigan, the, <laughs> the dissonance my head would feel, would it just wouldn't be right. It just would not be right. I think Al Michaels Romo? might be changing jobs, too. Um... I will say that I will I will watch Tony Romo uh, call anything. Well, let me ask you that because you are uh, you are sort of the person that they would be targeting with this. Someone that is not necessarily going to watch a football game with the sound up when there's mm-hmm. it's comedy mm-hmm. bits you could be listening to on YouTube. Stuff yeah. in the background. Is there any announcer that makes you turn up the sound? Um, I really like Gus Johnson. You get out. We don't lie on this podcast. We do not lie on this podcast. And you are currently lying. Um, no, I mean, I think, you know, just the, uh, the unique, like traditional voices, like, you know, I wish Vern was, was bad. Dead guys. Um, Like dead guys. Um, I wish, you know, Al Michael. Yeah. I mean the, the older or dead, um, you know, your Marv Alberts, of course, uh, Especially if he's with a <laughs> no, no. I mean, not really. I, I like. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I like listening to Tony Romo because he's actually interesting to listen to, and he, and he can, seems like, like call he plays before they happen. Football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I do um, like Gus Johnson, except for the fact he stabbed me in my eye. Well, that makes two of us by blowing my name when he had the opportunity to say it. Mm. I was all poised for a Gus Gasm. Hankins makes the play. <laughs> he calls him Hawkins. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of NBA announcers that I like Doris, whose name, last name always escapes me. I tell you one thing that like always gets me is whoever does the video game becomes my favorite announcer. Like, oh yeah, person's into my home. I will, I will listen to them. My favorite hockey announcer is Snoop Dogg because he does the video game. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I want... They should get the like the Nickelodeon SpongeBob uh, announcers to call the next to be on the next college football. Look, 
I don't know. Uh, maybe they don't want to burn it out. Maybe it's expensive. Maybe it doesn't generate revenue. I don't know. But I want one of everything I watch to happen for Nickelodeon. That's what I want. That was one of the <laughs> that was one of the most fun sports experiences I have had watching television in years. Was that NFC? Uh, was it the divisional round? I guess. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was the, the 49ers the game. The it playoffs. wasn't the conference championship, right? No, it was the division. No, um, that was a, a just an incredibly fun experience. I just, it just, I just couldn't get enough of it. I loved it so much. Young Sheldon would show up telling me all about penalties. Everybody be going crazy. <laughs> um, but these same you know, people. They get mad because maybe the prospective quarterback of the University of Miami gets $9 million to go sweat in the South Florida sun in practice, get hit yeah. in football games. Have to go to school. Have to go to school, all that stuff. They're fine with Herb Street getting a gazillion dollars or yeah. with Al Michaels or with Tom Brady getting $300 million to go be a smile and nothing. I gotta tell you, man. I, if, if I if I signed a nine million dollar deal as a freshman in college, I'm not going to the pros. Like I'm I know not for four years, money. I'm not. <laughs> not for like, four years, I'm gonna make as much money as I can. I mean, if then... if he did get nine million dollars, if he did get nine yeah. million dollars up front, that puts him with more money than a Kyler Murray, with more money than a Tua Tungavaloa. Because all those guys, all those draft spots are slotted, so they can only get X amount. Because uh, thank yeah. you, Sam Bradford. Um, yeah, <laughs> they can only get so much money based on when they're drafted. So, yeah, I understand that it's topsy turvy, and I understand that I'm crazy because I'm completely on the other side of that. I'm fine with it, but like, no, I'm I'm not leaving for four years. I'm having a great time and spending that money. And but that's what gets me with the Miami fans. The Miami fans believe that the money was the only thing keeping them out of the game. They think that with money, every person they want is going to choose South Florida over Tuscaloosa or Norman, Oklahoma, or Austin, Texas even, um, because it's South yeah. Florida. I think they're going to find that not to be true anymore. I think you're right. Um, would not be surprised. Because I I've think got these a... kids care more about rings now than they did back when in the olden times. <laughs> um, the olden times being 2005 clearly before Saban <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a statter shat for you oh let's go okay um, 66.5 that is the total let me start havoc allowed <laughs> uh, basically you know uh, a stat that I'm that I'm becoming more and more obsessed with every single day is returning production. I don't need to know what that means. Number uh, of players coming back and how many like, plays they played the year before. Yeah, how many yards they they notch. Like uh um Cameron Latu is like our biggest returning receiver. And he caught for four hundred yards last year. Gotcha. Um <clears throat> Georgia is losing sixty six point five out of the total 99 tackles for loss that they registered last year. 
2021 defense had 99 tackles for loss and and lost 66.5 of those to the NFL draft or transfer portal. That's 65% of its tackles for loss last season. More telling, 46, or almost half of those tackles for loss, were against ranked teams. So that's how defenses can make a big impact in games and how championships are won. Is that going to, you know, I mean, you can just kind of reload at Georgia, and I'm sure they will to an extent, but is that going to, is that going to be a telling stat in what their, how their season turns out? That defense cannot possibly be what it was last year. Can't be replicated. There were times where people saying this is the greatest defense of all time. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that's what that team had people believing. Yeah. Um, the stars on that team, the household names, the NIL guys on that team were on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah. And I think for Kirby, the way he coaches, that was their path to success. Like, if that defense doesn't show up against Alabama, then who knows how that game turns out. Um, So, yeah, I think that will turn into a massive telling stat. Um, Even though they've got a lot of offensive weapons this year, they got some new guys, they they got a lot of new guys in that are supposed to do well. Um, Georgia's always been a defense-first outfit. And anytime they weren't is when they weren't successful. So... Yeah, I think that's going to be a stat. Um, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't see how that can be replicated. They're still going to win the East. They might win the championship again, but maybe. You know, Kirk, Kirby, Kirby don't like that losing uh, losing sixty six and a half tackles for loss. Um, do you think that there's a, that might be one of the most important stats though in football, right? It's certainly the Touchdowns, one I will pay the, score, the most of attention to this year because um, oof, that is a lot to lose. Yeah. Um, and, and especially when half of those, that's a crazy stat, though, that half of those tackles for loss, basically 47, 48% of those tackles for loss were against ranked teams. So it's not, <laughs> it's not like they... They weren't just chewing it up against Georgia Southern. Yeah, like they didn't, like, you know have a 20 against Georgia Southern and then, you know, one against Alabama or yeah. something like that. Um, well, you know, I think that's it, Hanky. I think that's it for the, for this app. Just a smattering. We just gave y'all a little smorgasbord, just uh, an amuse-bouche of college football topics. We're, we're getting into the time of the year. We can start looking forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, still in the dog days. Uh, not a lot else going on. There was a Stanley Cup decided. I did not like it. Damn those avalanche. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting there, gang. We're getting there. Just hold on. Just hang on. Hold on loosely, but don't let go. That's what 38 Special told us, and that's what I tell you. Just hold on loosely, but don't let go. Uh, catch our columns on 256today.com. You can follow us on Twitter at TTF Football or on Instagram at Throw the Flag. We're never giving up that, t- that uh, handle. Um, so stop trying. And uh, we, Arch Manning, sneaky dreamboat. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>